0: Welcome back to Know I'm Just a Worm with your hosts, Ann Jeanette. and Jess. And this week we are talking about, um, uh, I guess an illness, not Just call yet. it what it is. Yeah, okay. It's called breast implant illness. Uh, it is not, um... It's not an official diagnosis of anything. Yeah, it's not... Well, not of anything. Like the medical
1: community hasn't accepted it as an actual it's, thing yet. Yeah, so you're not going to find it in any, um official medical journal as far as like this is definitely um, an illness, like there is no insurance. This is how you know when it's real. If there's an insurance diagnostic code for it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it has officially become accepted in the medical community. Exactly. And as far as I know, as of right now, you cannot go to your doctor and, you know, on that official diagnostics of why you were seen that day, it's not going to be what BII. Yes, it's not going to be on there. Yeah. Um. But it is something. Apparently, uh, uh, I didn't know about it up until talking to you yeah. about
0: it. So, but uh, we're gonna get into the meat, meat and potatoes of that a little bit later. But first, our segment that we're just introducing now is what the fuck is wrong with us? Yeah. Um. We've had a rough day it's of so rough. <laughs> trying to. We've been recording and working on episodes since
1: eleven. I, yeah well it was supposed to be 10 and then all right so <laughs> it was supposed to be between i was supposed to get here between 10 okay we have to preface that though first but do saying, we yes do we yes we do
0: because what okay we had agreed that we were meeting between 10 and ten thirty. yes and the day before there was like a whole bunch of uh snafus that had happened but Whatever. I'll we'll get into that part later. What I had told her, she like I showed her the new setup that we have. I showed her a picture. I was like, "Hey, this is what it looks like, um minus the mics and the cables." <laughs> so she said, "Do you need me to bring anything tomorrow?" I was like, "It should just be the mics and the cables." I think every I think we we managed to kind of like jerry rig stuff enough so that like uh we'll make it work. Yeah. So all you got to do is bring the mics and the cables. And we had aggr- we had agreed before last night to meet between ten and ten thirty. So she was on time. I was ten fifteen.
1: Right in the middle.
0: Yeah. I was so, doing good. Yeah. And like I think you yeah, you left at ten. Yeah. Got here at ten fifteen. So she walks in, she immediately goes has to go pee, and I'm out here and I'm like, I don't I don't remember her bringing any I don't where are the mics? Where are the cables? And so I call through the bathroom door and I'm like, Hey Jess, um do you have the mics? And she's like, Oh, I thought you grabbed them. And I was like, No. She's like, Fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why I thought that she had grabbed them, um, she was over Friday, she had grabbed the mic, stand thing, the holders and the interface. And on my brain she just went, Yep, she got everything. We're good to go. Like, despite the fact that, like, we both had discussed this several times, even I said, I was like, All right, you know, I'll just, I'll make sure it's okay with Will. He's not using them. I'll, I'll grab the essentials. The very thing that allows us to record an episode. (laughs) You made the mistake of allowing that responsibility to fall on me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I was uh, very lucky that there weren't um, any cops out my way from here (laughs) to the house and back. Yeah. At first she tried to get um, Will
0: to bring them to
1: her (laughs) so she wouldn't have to drive back. I, I, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but I actually had high hopes that he was going to do that. I don't know why either. I don't, yeah. That's never worked in your favor. No.
0: Nope. <laughs> so. So there was that. Um, and we we get everything set up and then we have to try. This is like the first time we've done um, a recording with this camera in this room with this setup. So we had to make sure that we had the lighting the right way and that it wasn't too dark, too bright, too whatever. To get that sorted
1: out, it took like 15 to 20 minutes. And that that being said, you should turn on that lamp because I'm going to tell you right now as the sun's going down and as we continue to go in this episode, it's going to get dark. I love I you. I hate everything I about love everything. <laughs> Just turn on the lamp. Anyways, so it's been it's been a rough day and a lot of it has been um like issues in general. Now, what are you doing? What are you? I don't. You literally did nothing to it. You touched it. It didn't do anything.
0: Well, because I didn't. I,
1: whatever. I whatever. Right. Anyway, so that there's stuff wrong with us. There, so yeah. So we decided to come up with a segment. What is wrong with us? And I'm sure everyone can relate, where they're having a rough day or they're just doing something silly and stupid. I'm like, what is wrong with me? So you had a bad day. <laughs> That's every day. That's every day. Is it?
0: There's something wrong with me every day.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Not like bad day. I'm just like, I guess. Yeah, I understand where. But I mean, I think it's anything, though, like, like today where it's just like it's constant mistakes and like mess ups and you're just like, oh, my God, too. Like she still can't. So we we (sighs) decided to
0: introduce these segments, segments, and every time (laughs) before right now, she would go to (laughs) like say that she would say statement instead.
1: Apparently I just really wanted to make a statement about something.
0: Yeah. A statement about our pet peeves. A statement about what's wrong with us. And technically you're not wrong. It is a segment of statements. Shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no but I, th- I think though Um, also like when I think of like what is wrong with me it's just like weird stuff that you you do. That you do it's or d- I do. D- in general. We do. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so it's, like you know if you sit back and you notice that you're starting like a quirk like a quirk about yourself or like what little here wrong with me yeah so one of them and, and we've discussed this before about um we did about a month or two ago we did a topic tuesday on something that you are kind of loki's obsessed about um and mine is houses particularly old houses um but i'm i'm a creeper and i take it to the next level we're like in our neighborhood we live in a very old area um so if i'm in like a historic section of town and i see a house for sale i will go home and look it up Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with me. I know it's weird and it's creepy, but like I want to see what it looks like on the inside. Okay. All right. I mean because I have a lot of
0: quirks. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. That's a bad one. You just, bad. Off, it's you just get off you just you just get
1: off on seeing people's houses that they're currently living in that's for sale when well, I'm not, not
0: looking for a home to buy. <laughs> it's not like you're like tapping into their security feed and watching
1: them sleep or anything, I feel like that would be worse. Right? Well, significantly worse, and I don't think I'd admit to that if that's something I did.
0: Yeah, I guess not to the internet alone. <laughs> no. But um yeah, I I I have I have many things wrong with me.
1: Share with the class. I don't know if I want
0: to Okay. well um i well uh, this was something recent that happened (laughs) i don't like um so when i get mail whether it's junk mail whether it's important like important mail whether it's a a package from like amazon or whatever i don't just throw out the mail i can't i can't i I, i need to like shred it Or something?
1: Even if it's just like an advertisement, it's just nothing?
0: If it has my name and address on it, I don't want to just throw it away. It needs to be shred or something or burned. Uh, I've seen a lot of um, shows like Criminal Minds and stuff like that where people would dumpster dumpster dive and try to find like information. Like people that would throw out their, uh, their credit card statements. Wow. Or they would throw out their like their phone bill or whatever when they were done paying it online. Like they would just throw it away. And... Because that is technically public property when it's out on the sidewalk or That's whatever. True. Yeah, people can just go in and look at your information. Or again, because I've watched a lot of criminal minds and true crime shit and stuff like that, and there are stalkers out there. Not that I'm not saying that I have one or anything, but like I think you need to stop watching those shows so much. No, I think they <laughs> they do me good. It's a it's a healthy dose of paranoia. I like to think. Uh huh. So. That I guess is what you could say is wrong with me. So I I'd had because I didn't have a shredder here. I had like a whole fuck ton of labels with my name on it, like name and address, like um, d- pieces of mail, all this kind of shit that um, I had collected. And Steve was like, oh, "Okay, you know, we'll just we're gonna go, I'm gonna put it in like one of those like HIPAA bins, yeah, and then they'll take it and they." They destroy yeah. it, uh, so I was like, "Okay, cool. If it's if your supervisor said it was cool, we'll do that." So it takes me an hour to clean out. Oh my god! Because I had to take boxes, break them down, take the labels off of them, get compile all of the mail into a big black garbage bag. and, and I had trusted Steve that he was going to go and take them because this is what he said he was going to do. He was going to take it to his office. Have it shredded. So yesterday, um, I think it was yesterday, whatever day it was, it was recently. He was like, "Oh, I took, I took that bag, and I got rid of it," yeah. and I was like, "Oh, so like you took it to the office, blah blah blah." And he's like, "No, I got rid of it." I'm like, <laughs> "I was like, what? What do you? What do you mean?" He's like, "I just got rid of it." I'm like, "No, no, 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 what? What did you do with it? Tell me." He's like, "I just threw it in a dumpster." I'm like what? Very long story still long. <laughs> but summarizing the end, he had to go dumpster dive for that <laughs> and take it to his office.
1: So what I think you guys should do is just get one of those uh like hobo burn barrels. Just That's what I was going to outside. do, yeah, and, and he was
0: burn it. He didn't want me to burn it. So I got a shredder. Alright, that works too, but... And I've been keeping up with shredding everything now. Like, after that...
1: See, I'm surprised that you're not taking it to the next level and then taking, like, what's been shredded and then burning that. I was going to, and he said that that was insane. It is. So I just shred it, and it's one of the cross-cut ones, so right. you little bitty,
0: bitty, bitty pieces.
1: Yeah. Like confetti.
0: Yeah. So, so I was like, alright, alright, that's fine. Whatever. So I will just, I'll get rid of that and that'll be fine. So that's one of the things that is wrong with me. One of the many, many, many things. So you think that I'm crazy.
1: I I think, I think you're a little bit more, I think you're a little overprotective, but I don't think it's like too neurotic up until you were going to burn the shredded material. I think it's good tinder. Okay, so that's not what we're about. So the situation isn't, hey, it's nice out. Like, let's do a fire pit and just have some beers and, like, hey, we need something, uh, you know, to catch the stuff on fire. That's that's not what you're saying. You're saying I, I would shred it and then take it outside right now and set it on fire just to be sure.
0: I mean, and I wouldn't you know do it it.
1: immediately. I would, if that's full and we're having
0: a fire pit, I'll use that. That's not what you were saying. You know it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think that you're putting words into my mouth. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. And you're trying to take my crazy to a whole new level. <laughs> I think that's rude. <laughs> and uncalled for.
1: So one of, the, one of the crazy things that I do that you have recently witnessed. Um, and that I'm proud of myself. I, although my skin is crawling just thinking about it. And I'm really irritated about it. And I'm surprised that I haven't cleaned it up yet. I am anal about how clean my bathroom is. When it comes. Especially yeah. when it comes to the floor. Um, oh yeah so we recently redid our bathroom and i made the mistake of getting a white marble floor i don't know what i was thinking um but now you can see she every like seeing dirt mm, see every speck of everything but one of the things that drives me nuts is when will shaves Because <laughs> i don't know what he does when he manscapes and i've complained about this for 10 years but it's just like a bomb of hair went off it's everywhere
0: yeah, I think he uses it as confetti to celebrate the fact that he is sh- clean shaven. Maybe now.
1: I don't know, but like so. But I, I'll go to the point though, where like typically I'll clean it up right away, and when I say clean it up, I don't mean just like a little dustpan and sweep. No, I shake out the bath mat, I put that away, I sweep, and then I use the dry Swiffer, and then I'll I'll continue to sweep again to I like get every speck up, and then I'll mop, and then I'll make sure it's super dry, and then God forbid. If anyone comes in after, which their shoe is on, or if he, like, forgot a piece and needs to shave again, like, I lose my mind. To the point where I can't just let it go. I gotta, like, clean it again. I don't know why. Because it's never just gonna get dirty, it's it's naturally going to get dirty. It's a floor. Yeah. And I, while I'm doing this, I'm like, what is wrong with me? This is not normal!
0: Yeah. We had- <laughs> Steve and I went over the one day... And she was like, so you guys are probably going to kill me, but if you're going to go into the bathroom, if you could um, take your shoes off, because uh, I just cleaned in there and we're like, you have a white floor and it's tile, so easily cleanable, but it's white. So you're, it's.
1: You're fighting a losing battle. I think, like all I asked for at this point, where like I'm just basically trying to negotiate with my crazy, is I want it clean just for 24 hours after cleaning it.
0: It's oh, asking a lot,
1: but okay. Yeah, like we don't have kids, the dog doesn't go in there. I feel like that's a pretty reasonable request of like just walk in there either barefoot or with your socks on, and don't shave.
0: Bare feet. <laughs> <laughs> that is something I think has probably just been. Not physically beaten to me, but just kind of like any any time my dad my dad would not if he saw you barefoot in the house he would mentally beat you <laughs> and then like would just be like w- where are your putchies? I don't know where are you what putchies. that's what he calls slippers oh. I don't know if that's an actual Polish word or if that was just what his parents called slippers. I don't know. I don't know if that's like a Polish colloquialism for slippers. I don't know what it is, but he calls it, they, he calls them putchies, Okay. So he's like, where are your putchies?' I'm like, I I, I, I I, never really had them. Like, but I had socks. So. Were socks not good enough?
1: No. For him? No.
0: No, but he's also diabetic. So he has to have good, like he has to keep his feet yeah. warm. And me having Raynaud's, like, that's understandable. Like, I need to... Now, like, I think because of him and also because I developed Raynaud's, like, I need to have hands and feet, like, warm.
1: Yeah.
0: It is very rare that I'll have them, like, not sucked or have something on them because that is madness, I tell you. Madness.
1: I think I've gotten better with... At least putting socks on in the house. Um, I do have Raynaud's. And it, the only reason why I honestly probably wear them consistently now is Will screaming at me. Your because toes your cold, are, cold feet? Yeah. And you're, they're, you're like, they're turning blue and they're swollen. Like, put, put something on them. What is wrong with you? I'm like, oh, no. I don't like stuff on my feet.
0: Oh, that's right. You're an anti-foot person. I am. I
1: see, the irony, again, what's wrong with me? Is don't touch my goddamn feet. Don't put your feet on me. Get your feet away from me. But at the same time. I don't want stuff on my feet. I love to go barefoot. (laughs) I don't know. I don't like it. But the iron. Also.
0: A double irony on top of that. When I had my foot on Koo earlier. And you were touching my foot with your foot.
1: Because they're socked.
0: And because you're. Feet are socked. Yes. So socked feet can touch socked feet.
1: Yeah. So feet, but you can like, touch right, my so like, you can so touch my feet with your feet, yeah, but I can't so touch. Like, let's let's do it now. So like, boop. Ooh. So like foot to foot. That's fine. so fine. Don't put your feet anywhere above my foot. All right. So that's once fair. it gets past ankle. <laughs> and then like just hand wise, like don't put your hands on my feet. My feet. Yeah. So you are not a pedicure person. I've gotten them before uh, for the photo shoot. Yes, for like, you, just high end events. I will go get one done. I've I've had maybe maybe five my entire life, and you've survived. Yes, it's I can been tolerate rough. it. Yeah, I can tolerate it, but I will. I prefer to like just paint my own toenails and just leave it at that. That's fair. So, but yeah, the irony though, I like the socks that I have on right now. And my my feet are freezing. Like I guarantee, if I take my sock off right now, they're cold. Yeah. I would rather have them off. I don't like the way I don't like shit on my I don't know. I'm like I'm like you know like when a toddler goes to the phase and they don't want to wear clothes.
0: And that's just you constantly with your with feet. With my feet, yeah. I don't know why. There's something wrong with
1: it. I mean think about it though, during the summer, how often do you see me with like a like tennis shoes on? Like I'm usually just sandals. This is true.
0: I it's rare that I wear Something not on my feet at all times.
1: I don't know. But yeah, Don't touch my feet. Don't put your feet on me. But I don't want anything on my feet.
0: <sighs>
1: it's a lot to unpack. It is. So, also, something that's a lot to unpack is this BII illness. Nice segue. segue. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, so I... For those of you who don't know, I got a breast augmentation uh, at the beginning of November of last year. So um, I had done like I it was something that I had wanted for years, years, years. Like ever ever since I could really remember, i wanted bigger boobs, and like see if there was something you could do naturally. Um, and for some people, like if you're if you're on birth control um depending on your body chemistry it could make your boobs get bigger and for a lot of women that is true for me nine it is not happening. No. it didn't it didn't happen no not even a little bit <laughs> no huh i don't i don't think so um they were pretty much always the same side like once i developed breast tissue that was it was pretty much that all the time um and I had, I had tried several different. Breast. Um, breast. Birth control methods. Yeah. I tried the pill. IUD. All these kinds of things. Several different. Variations of the pill. Right. But nothing. Nothing. Anyway. Um, so. It was something I had researched. um, on, on and off for the last couple of years. And then. I think definitely since getting together with Steve, it was something that I had looked more and more into. I had started doing more research, kept on going, like, um, this is something that I have wanted. So I started to, like, really try to, like, put my all into, like, figuring out cost cost effectiveness, um, whether or not I thought that it was going to be, like, a good fit for me, if it was something that I felt like I could live with and Mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. So I also started asking the people around me that I knew personally that had, had breast implants, and I was asking them all these kind of questions about like, um, what kind of implants they had gotten, how the surgery was, how recovery was, um, and just trying to get research that way because I feel like having firsthand experience is better than trying to like do a Google search and um get you. Can, get like third-hand experience that way and then you also can't ask those people you can't like, ask so many follow-up questions yeah where like if i have you know let's just say you had gotten you would had breast you had breast implants and i could ask you x y and z question and then you can answer me and then i could like oh okay well how about this how about That's this right so um i was actually able to do that with a couple people and uh got you know i got to pick their brain blah 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 and then I started doing more research online and then I came across this thing called breast implant illness or BII. And I was like, I have never heard of this before in the research that I had done previously that had never come up. It's like a fairly recent thing and is mostly driven through folk folks, through <laughs> groups on the internet um, about like just like thousands of people in these Facebook groups saying that they have they suffered from breast implant illness which is um pretty much a self diagnosis
1: well yeah because i mean i think if you read a lot of these articles it's um self-identified so you're self-identified which basically in turn means that like you you yourself are identifying as having this illness so there is no like i said official diagnosis from a doctor there is You know nothing. Where you are sitting down with the medical community, they're running multiple tests, and they they came up with yes, like this test proves that you have this BII. It's kind of like, well, you know, I maybe maybe some people did get some tests run. You know, the doctor was just like, it's everything that we're testing for is negative. Like you are fine. Yeah, they went online saw this. Like, oh, this is what I have then. Yeah. Um, which for me, like, I think when you were starting to tell me about it and then we started to watch like some videos and read some stuff on it like i think there's probably enough concern to warrant actual research and like for the medical community to actually start to look into this maybe a little bit more yeah um but i don't think like i think if i was in somebody's shoes i you know might maybe term it differently of like this is something i'm concerned that i might have but i want to do more research i want to work with my medical doctor to see like to take it to the next step not just Well I had tested for everything else and you know, this woman says like they they share the same experiences, so clearly this is what I have. Yeah. There's no question about it.
0: When I had first looked into it um before today, again, just to like go over everything, um, the the list of symptoms was long (laughs) and varied and vague. Yeah. They um the symptoms were things like fatigue, hair loss, um brain fog. Brain fog, memory memory loss.
1: Joint um, pain, joint pain, uh, uh, neurological a- issues, but they didn't specify what.
0: Yeah, on some, on one of the lists that i read before today was stuff like anxiety, depression, depression, um, hormone issues, and uh, stuff like that. And it was like, well, this is, and there could be so many different other causes to this. It didn't like, and no one had actually specified if they had gotten tested for everything under the sun before they finally came to the conclusion like oh okay it's breast implant illness right it like it was very vague it was just i it kind of seemed like it was more of a psychosomatic thing like some like there was one person that was like oh i have breast implant illness and these are the symptoms that i had and then people like oh my god i have these symptoms and i have breast implants i think i have breast implant illness right and like the example that you had given earlier where like everyone in your office is sick with a cold or the flu and then you start feeling like oh my god
1: I think I've got a scratchy throat. Yeah, I'm like, uh, starting to feel a little sweaty. Yeah. You know, I'm like really tiny. tired all of a sudden. Like, oh, I think I'm, I'm feeling feverish. Sick.
0: And I think that that's also a very powerful thing. Yeah. And can affect just about anyone. <laughs> I know I've probably been guilty of it before, but it's just yeah. like being influenced by those around you on something very serious. And like <laughs> uh, the one video that we were watching today, um, is that all? These people were saying, like, well, my doctor didn't warn me about this. My doctor didn't warn me about this. Blah 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 blah. And it's like, when you got your implants, this was like, what? Ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah. Some ten, of them. And that wasn't that wasn't even on anyone's radar. No one, no one was talking about it then, and it's starting to gain more traction now. But of course, they couldn't have warned you about it then because there was no, yeah,
1: there was no precedent. There was no history of it. And even now, um, I guess it technically because it isn't an official diagnosis and really doesn't seem i feel like there's really is no test for it aside for taking your breast implants out yeah so me as a doctor you know i might go over like hey listen like depending on like what company they're going with for the um the implant Mm -hmm. okay listen like the fda has warned against like xyz i need to warn you about like certain type of lymphoma that you can get possibly but you know am i sit there gonna what am i supposed to say hey listen there's an online community Mm -hmm. that's you know, coming up with these symptoms and it, this may or may not be true. I don't really know. And there's no way to test for it. Yeah. Like it, really? it's it's essentially
0: like someone just like kind of similar to the anti-vaxxer thing, which the anti-vaxxer had no, there was, I guess it's kind of a discredit to this BII thing, r- like relating it to the anti-vaxxer movement. Um, where they literally have no evidence whatsoever, and they're just
1: well. Not only do they have no evidence, but they have been proven wrong, yeah. countless times.
0: But there was enough, there was enough traction that the anti-vaxxers had made that made medical professionals go and try to disprove them over and over and over again. Yes. And I think now the women that have come forward saying that they have BII. Like there's, like you said, there's. I think there's enough of them where it might warrant, you know, studies, yeah, to be done to see if that actually is a thing. Um, the only thing that there has been linked to um, breast implants is a certain type of lymphoma, which was seemed to be correlated to using textured silicone implants, right? And that I was warned about when I went for my consultation, because um, like you go for when you go for to see if you can get a breast doc, Augmentation you get a consultation first with the doctor, and my doctor it i I have absolutely no complaints. everything seemed to be great, like he informed me about all the side types of things I asked him about biI, and he had said that he's like i I haven't seen any kind of correlation to it. it's mm-hmm. not anything that we've had any kind of studies on or anything like that, so I can't give you any kind of advice against it or yeah. give you any advice about it really the only thing i can say is about the lymphoma and here's literature on it right and i had gotten a whole like mini like a little novella about all the things that can go wrong with breast augmentation surgery right and the lymphoma was in there but the lymphoma had its own section like a fairly large section so like i feel like i was well informed from my doctor and like it's not like he had never heard of BII before I think he had heard people that had concerns about it but didn't like like you said that there's what there's people talking say? about it but there's not
1: um there's no there's not enough information for doctors to give you an informed answer yeah there just there isn't and you know and and, and not like you had an amazing experience with your doctor from start to finish so not to discredit those out there who there's a good chance that you might have just had a really crappy doctor that may have not warned you about anything, may have not given you any information on the company that they were using uh, that provided like the implants. I, your doctor should be informing you of all of those things from start to finish and all of your options. Yeah. So, I... are there crappy doctors out there that aren't doing that? Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and I I feel like that's why you should try to like research the type of doctor that you want to go to as well, just like researching any kind of major cosmetic surgery or surgery in general, whether it's like necessary or not, I would do a re do research to see if it's something that you can live with. You want, and all these other reasons for getting it. But like, I, I tried to find the right doctor that seemed good for me. Um, and there were, he was, he had a a lot of really good reviews. I went in, in the consultation, like you were there. Yeah. He seemed he to, yeah. He seemed really, really nice, and he allowed. Well, one, I thought it was cool that he actually allowed me to have friends in the consultation with me. Yeah, and he was very professional. Um, he always had. There was always a nurse in the office with us. Like it was never just me and him. Right. Um, but even even if it were for whatever reason, like he had that professionalism where like there wouldn't have been anything hinky or anything yeah and he was always they everyone in that staff was always very patient with any kind of questions they always kept on saying like if you have any questions don't hesitate to call us um and i did like i had i had one concern at one point when because i had experienced numbness um near the incision uh uh and i had like (laughs) i had been woken up with like the nerves being like, hey, I'm still alive, but it was like Coming a burning, yeah, it was yeah. a burning, stabbing, vice-like pain. So I, I had called them and I was like, hey, is this normal? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is happening?
0: And they're like, um, they explained that it was normal. Not everyone experiences that kind of awakening of the nerves, but right. it is normal. If it gets worse or anything, just come on in. Like, just call us, come in, and we'll figure out something. And I was like, oh, okay. So from first consultation to doing several post-op appointments, they've been wonderful. And I know that's probably not the case for everyone. Obviously, when we were doing our research today, that wasn't the case. There were a lot of women that said that my doctor didn't say anything of this, blah, 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 blah,
1: blah. I I think a lot of them, too, were just like, oh, my doctor was like, there's no risks at all. There's that's no risk for, like, rupturing. And I'm like, that should be a red flag for you. Because yeah. any surgery, like, literally any, is going to have some sort of risk. Yeah. I don't care what it is. It's going to have a risk. Yeah. They, and that's, that was part of the little novella that I got saying,
0: that like, hey, these are all the risks of surgery in general. And these are the risks that could happen with this particular surgery. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And it's a lot to take in, and that can scare anyone away. Yeah. I would think. Oh, yeah. But I, I liked the fact that they kept me well informed, and they didn't seem to hide anything. Right. And I feel like if I had wanted to have a deeper conversation about BII with my doctor, he would have attempted uh, to yeah. have that conversation. With yeah, no he <laughs> yeah, he would have. Yeah, he would have been fine with it, and he didn't like. He never once was just like, "Okay, I gotta go." Blah blah blah. You like. He took the time and talked to me yeah. and tried to make me feel comfortable, and I appreciated that, but um, the thing that I take away from all of that all of the people that have come forward with it, saying that they um <clears throat> I think it kind of turns into like a hive mind like herd mentality, yeah, where they might be creating false memories about their consultation with their doctor or because no one knew about not a lot of people knew about breast implant illness even a few years ago and to be like well they never told me about that it's like well it wasn't really in the public's eye until recently the last few years so I you can't be outraged that oh my god he didn't tell me about that because it wasn't a thing then right you know yeah um, like in the this one video that we watched, it was um Philip DeFranco video, and he had interviewed this one woman. She was like the she was the creator of this one fa- Facebook page that has like seventy thousand members. And one, I don't really think that's a credible source in general, but um, they talked to her about the breast implant list that she had. She said that she had experienced, and she was not. Even just being founder of a Facebook group, I don't think that she was a credible resource because she was kind of making up stories about silicone and the, the company com- yeah. Dow. There, she was saying that Dow had invented silicone as a pesticide and that they had created Agent Orange. Yeah. And that, uh, I was like, I,
1: not what? Yeah. <laughs> like, none of that's true. It almost even sounds like just. It just has that feel of conspiracy. Conspiracy, uh, yes. Like yeah. that's
0: what I'm like. Are you just, are you thinking that the government is plant implanting silicone <sighs> objects into people, and that's how they're trying to like suck the life out of you, or it? She didn't. I don't know. She seemed like a tinfoil uh, hat kind of lady. I
1: mean, like there is some. <laughs> Like truth is stranger than fiction type of stuff out there. Oh, um, of course. But I, I don't think that's one of them. And, and not no. and not only that, but you can't sit there and boldly claim that this company was responsible for making a very specific product that's going to be very easily fact. Like you could fact check that very easily.
0: Quick Google search, and they'll be like, um, um, no. "No." And <laughs> I just I f- I feel like. I was a little disappointed in Philip DeFranco for like, you put that in your, v- you allowed that to be recorded. You put it out on the internet. And like, when you look through the comments, people are like, um, I don't really love your shit, but what the hell is with this lady? Like, why are you using her as a credible source? Unless you're doing it satirically. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and if that's the case, like you're not doing this conversation any justice. No. And, um, that I th- I thought was like, a little weird, Because normally he's very he's very good with that kind of stuff, right, but even that guy that they had on oh God, what was his name Sasha oh Sasha something I don't know who he was um I think they they had used him as a
1: who's an investigative journalist though, right yeah, yeah, I think that was it and
0: he the one thing he was talking about like after he said it, I was like, that was like literally one of the dumbest things I think I've ever well oh, okay, it wasn't dumb. Wasn't nearly as on as what she was saying earlier, but he had said that, um, you know, people will get like shunts or like pacemakers that have silicone parts in them. Mm-hmm. And they don't, like, there haven't been any issues with that, or like, they if there were any issues, like, it, it it was related to the amount of silicone, blah, blah, blah. But he, I think what he was saying was that you couldn't tell. Whether something as small as a shunt or a heart like, or a pacemaker could be if that were if that were causing problems, then what about the breast implant that's like a much larger thing? Like right. they didn't know about how much silicone in the body could be deemed as dangerous Har- right. or harmful. And it's like, well, did your statement just, like, you just literally said nothing. Yeah. Nothing well, of value did you just add. Because you don't even know if something like a shunt or a pacemaker could be dangerous. So why are you saying, like, why are you just automatically assuming that because it's bigger that it's harmful? Right.
1: Yeah, I think that's, again, kind of leading towards the argument of you just don't know. Because there isn't enough research. And I know, like, you know, what we were watching, too. There were some concerning things about the FDA. Kind of downplaying some of the complaints and some of the concerns that they've had, which unfortunately they've been known to do, yeah, which is concerning, so I just i th- I think I don't know I think from what I've gathered, you know from watching a couple of those videos, talking to you about it, a i just I feel like there probably is enough concern to maybe do actual research on it and actually yeah. start looking into it. um however, but I think in general, I think there's just there's a community full of women who are just frustrated you know, they're frustrated and your anger is taken out on probably the wrong things. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I understand the frustration of not really having a clear cut answer. And I think
0: that happens a lot with women when it comes to medical issues in general. There yeah. are a lot of women that they kind of get shooed away from by medical professionals for because they think that they're being hysterical, think that they're making stuff up, um, when they do have legitimate medical concerns. Like I know you had to go see several doctors in order to believe, everything. like yeah, for all <laughs> the issues that you've had, and um, that was the case for one of the women. Um, she had made a um a YouTube video about her BII journey. Yeah. I guess like from when she was first diagnosed, not diagnosed. She wasn't diagnosed. That's the thing. The first time
1: that she was self-diagnosed.
0: Yes. So from when she self-identified that she had BII and like all of the issues that she had, and then pretty much when she took them out, essentially that she was fine, which I think can lead to that's a placebo as well.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a placebo effect. And I, I not I would like to see a percentage of those women, like maybe two, three years after them being taken out and see how they're feeling still. Yeah. I mean, especially if it's something autoimmune, it can flare up. It can come and go, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think I think like I've I can sympathize with that kind of frustration, but I think the difference between me is that like I just needed to find a doctor who knew what the fuck they were talking about. Yeah. Um, like all of my issues were very obviously diagnosed. I was able to get surgery to correct them or medication to correct it, whatever. Um even as simple as like I when you're like listing off all of the um the symptoms of like chronic fatigue, brain fog, joint pain, this I was like, that's just vitamin D deficiency. Yeah. Like I wasn't sure what it was, then I, I finally was just like, you know what? My insurance will kind of cover it. I don't need a referral. Like I'm I'm skipping over the five hundred tests that my family doctor's gonna put me through. And I just went to go see um a rheumatologist. Yeah. And she was nice enough to listen to everything. And she's like, Well, you definitely have an A A and A like rea- reactive positive body, whatever the fuck it was. I
0: think it was a negative A and A that means you have an auto uh, an autoimmune. I think it was it
1: was A and A was present. And then they'll do like the ANA. Um... It's anti nuclear antibodies, isn't it? Yeah. So, like, the initial one was positive, And then okay. you'll do like the nuclear study. Okay.
0: Oh, okay. Like... Oh, to see which. Okay.
1: Right. Um, so she was like, it's definitely there. But she was like, your rest of your test kind of came out like.
0: Well, the thing normal. is, like, ANA, that's, that's Raynaud's.
1: Right. Well, that's what she was saying. She was like, yeah. so most likely that's what's like causing it. But you also have vitamin D deficiency. Yeah. So she was like, take this, come back in a few months. She's like, you might have. um.'" Fibro, to put, like with some like the skin sensitivity, you're telling me, but she's like, Take this first, let me know how it goes. And yeah. I can tell you, like, it's most likely just vitamin D deficiency. Yeah, like I have felt significantly better, and it's something that simple, but Hold I on. didn't sit we're
0: there having uh, a fuzzy camera oh. issues. Hold on one second.
1: What's where were we? Um, just going over the frustration of having to ask several doctors and Go not ahead. getting an answer or being told that you're fine like yes okay yeah um so
0: that that part of some of these women's stories I do believe that you know they at least with that one woman anyway she said that she'd no one w- like she couldn't get a diagnosis from anyone yeah or she had um and so she was just like oh, okay i'm just going to take them out and then that seemed to magically help her
1: i just like i said though I, th- I think the frustration with this in particular though is that there is no official testing and there is no official diagnosis to push i mean essentially like listen there's a group of women who truly adamantly believe that this is an issue well yeah but like okay but, but i'm saying that's the frustration of it is that from their perspective is that they feel like they're not being heard and they're experiencing all these things in medical communities like it's bad for business. So, well, yeah. <laughs>
0: but also, like you said, because the the list of symptoms is so long and varied, you can't really um you'd have to test for literally everything under the sun. And because there are some tests that are like they could be inconclusive no matter what. Yeah. Um really the only the only test, I think this you brought this up earlier.
1: It's just to take them out. Was just
0: to take them out, and then that's again a couple thousand dollar surgery, right? To take them out, and insurance isn't going to cover that.
1: Insurance isn't going to cover it, but you got to think like I guess from that perspective is at what point like you're not going to leave them in anyway. So like hypothetically, like I understand that the difference is is like if you had um, if you had a diagnosis and it's covered under the insurance, then that that's where it makes the difference. You know, like, you're you're putting light and you're actually giving, like, proof that this is, that this is real. There's something wrong with the situation. So, you know, they're going to pay to take it out. But, like, theoretically, though, if the insurance company hasn't gotten caught up to there or if you still had a super high deductible and you were given this diagnosis, you're still going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you truly feel like this is what is wrong, you just like you sunk the money into getting them done because you felt like it was the right thing for you at the time. Yeah. It's, is it right that you have to pay for it when it, it's potentially, in a very loose term, possibly medical negligence? I get it. Yeah. but uh, But at the same time, though, like, you know, if you're being told, like, this is, it's like, all right, so for an example, um, my mom was recently diagnosed with a cyst on her spine. Mm-hmm. So they're like your options are she's having really bad hip pain. She's like, it keeps me up at night. She's like, I'm not sleeping. My mom owns her own business. Um, she doesn't have the luxury of just fucking calling off at work. So yeah. She got it up. So, but her options work. You can either try a cortisone shot and we can try to get the inflammation down and that should help alleviate some of your symptoms. And regardless of where you get a cortisone shot at, might work, might not work, might work for a couple weeks, might work for a couple of months. They don't know. It's a crapshoot. So, like, or you could do that or you could get it removed yeah. from your spine. Mm-hmm. That's going to be really risky. Uh, yeah,
0: any kind of spine surgery is, or back surgery is risky. Also, any kind of cortisone shot is, no matter what the sim- sim- like circumstance is,
1: hit or miss. Yeah. So, but even though she had something that was, you could see it, it was diagnosable, it was definitely, it was right there, this is what your issue is. And even with insurance, one shot was over $600. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of, again, it's one of the situations, even if it was like a like an actual diagnosis, this is definitely, you know, when we've done these tests, we've rolled this out, this is definitely what's causing, like, your symptoms. Isn't a guarantee that you're still not going to pay out the ass to have those things removed? Yeah. So if you feel like at the end of the day, this is definitely what is wrong, you're going to do what you need to do to get them taken out.
0: Yeah. And um, especially with something like is in this case like breast implants like it is a cosmetic surgery so it's not a necessary surgery there are some women that get it after um they get a double mastectomy they might get uh breast implants mm-hmm. and i think in that case if you i think if you have um the one uh, the one girl at the the studio I was talking about her friend had she had the marker that would indicate that she has that she's going to get breast cancer? Right. So it was like, I mean, like she's just going to. It's inevitable. She's right. going to get it. So, um, before it developed, she had the double mastectomy, and then she got the breast implants. And the insurance paid for it. All she had to do. All she had to pay out of pocket was three hundred dollars. That's not bad. Yeah.
1: So my question with that then, um, so hypothetically, you know, you go in for this elective surgery, like it's. No breast cancer involvement is like purely cosmetic and elective, um, but your breast implant does, it, it ruptures, it breaks. Mm-hmm. Do you still have to pay out of pocket for it, or is the insurance going to cover that surgery? Because you need to, it's an emergency, like, you need to get it removed.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I assume that if it, if it's in that case, they might do it. Um, I, would, I
1: would think, but who knows? And there's, I don't know, there's just so many factors when it comes to the insurance piece of it. I, I mean, I, I think.
0: I think it, like, with something like that, though, is the difference between, are you electively taking it out? Or you have to take it out because it's an emergency. Right. And it has to, like, in that case, they're explicitly saying that it is an emergency. You can tell that it's ruptured. Right. Um, So it has to happen. But in the case of capsular contracture, which is that they warn you about, at least and I know they definitely warned me about it. Like, everyone warned me about it before I even went for the consultation. And I asked the doctor about it. And he said that, like, the likelin- likeliness of getting it is normally, like if you get it um above the muscle and if you go through um like the if they cut yeah if they yeah. cut if they go through the areola because it's like naturally occurring bacteria that happens on the areola that that's kind of what causes capsular contracture. So what does that mean? Um the it's the capsular contracture is a sac that forms around the implant and it's like a hard sac and it can make the breast hard and misshapen. Right. So but it's caused by bacteria. That's either in, that's naturally occurring in the, around the areola or in the breast tissue. Okay. So, um, in order to avoid that, doctors will, would recommend going under the muscle. But it's, that's all part of the consultation is to see, um, one, if you're a candidate for the surgery in general or for any surgery, that if you're a candidate for that particular surgery, and then if you are a candidate, what way, do you want to what what kind of implant do you want and how do you want to go about putting it in right so if because i wanted it um where they cut in like right where um the breast meets like your fold yeah the fold is so that it naturally falls there so the uh the scar will heal and it won't be visible it's not like if they did the keyhole scar around the areola that might be a little bit more visible but um probably like if as long as you do correct aftercare, it would be fine yeah but you can also go through the armpit Ugh. but in order to go through the armpit i think you have to get saline or something well that would
1: make sense because they said with the saline ones they can fill it up
0: yeah and that's so what that they normally do sense. with the keyhole ones um I don't know but-
1: why anybody would elect to do that
0: yeah, there's like, there's a lot of options when you go to do that, but you have to think about what's right for you and like what your doctor thinks is right for you. Yeah. But because I have like a petite frame, they didn't think that it was right to do certain, a certain size implant and also going in through um, the armpit. They didn't think it would be good with because of pull yeah. and everything. And because uh, that, that is, that recovery is different, obviously. Well, than Sure. Going through that because when they go in through uh, the fold, like that's, they're cutting through chest. Right. Rather than armpit. So um, that's all different. But when we had talked about what I wanted and I would, there would be a less likely risk of capsular contracture with that. Right. So, um, but they, I had a warning about that, but I don't know with capsular contracture whether insurance would cover it if you wanted to get that removed and whether that sac would still be present post, like, um, explant surgery. I don't know because I, I didn't, I don't, I didn't fully do research into that. I just like, once I figured out how you were able to contract it or how you were able to get it, then I was like, okay, as long as I try to avoid doing that, which was easy enough, yeah. Then you should be fine, right? Hmm. But it all depends on how, like, how you get the implant, right? Thing. Interesting. But w- with saying all of this, though, like, I guess what we're trying to say that when with anything, whether it's cosmetic surgery, whether it's anything medical in general, try to do your research and not just going to a Facebook group and just taking everyone's word for it um,
1: because and not no. only that but and I'm sure everyone's experience has been different we obviously didn't have the time to like look at everyone's I have been to x amount of doctors and they test for all the same things like and a lot of people didn't disclose how many times they've gotten tests done so like for me I've had to go for some of myself two or three different doctors or go back to the same doctor and be like demand further testing mm-hmm. So sometimes, I hate to say it, but sometimes there might be something else wrong. You go to one doctor, they do half-ass testing, and they don't test enough, Yeah, and you just don't take their word for it all the time. And don't just, like you said, automatically fall back on, well, then clearly it's this. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I just think, I cannot think of an instance where I would go to a doctor, they give me a shrug, I don't know, or they say, no, you're fine, um, but you clearly know that you're not. I wouldn't accept no for an answer because it's my health. Why the fuck would I I just like wave it off? Like, oh, okay, well, I guess it's this then. And I just run with that. Like, I would definitely try to get an answer no matter what. Right. Like, there has to be an answer as to why you feel the way you feel. I
1: was like, I had to go to get a second opinion on my knee. Um, And I was like, the first guy was like, well, there's nothing on your MRI. After waiting for two hours for the results. He's like, well, how have you been since the last appointment? I'm like, I'm getting constant muscle spasms, and I can't walk for more than a half an hour without being in excruciating pain. He's like, well, there's nothing on the MRI. just go to physical therapy. And I stopped. It. I was like, what is that supposed to do? How is that supposed to help? And his answer was, sometimes it just helps people. <laughs> I sat in my car for half an hour and cried. And then I went and got a second opinion. Yeah. And they were just like, yeah, your kneecap, like you have loose joints. Your femur's crooked, and your kneecap's been bounced around your femur like a pinball. He's like, there's nothing torn, thankfully. He was like, but there's a lot of, uh, there's some damage in there. We have to go in. We have to clean it out. You know, you have like some tissue and stuff that's pulling on those, those jagged edges. And you have some arthritis. So, like, we'll just go and clean everything out. Do some physical therapy. It'll be good. Cool. Had I taken that first guy's word for it? He'd be a, with even, and even more fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm still always going to have issues with it because my body is just crooked as hell. and. Apparently, I just have loose joints. I don't know, but yeah,
0: but that's like that's the thing. Like, I I I strongly encourage any everyone to just give two shits about yourself and your health and try to get an answer for anything that ails you. Yeah, um, like if you are, if it's to the point where it's like it feels like it's having a, a huge detriment on your well being and and it's affecting those around you, then. Don't stop until you get an answer. Yeah. But do your research. Don't just go to Facebook and look through there or do like a very weak Google search. Like try to go to actual medical professionals and, you know, find one that actually gives a crap about their patients. Yeah. Um, don't always go with the first opinion. No. I would try go, to go.
1: Never go with the first opinion.
0: Um, one, Because even if they are giving you the answer that you want. It's always good to double check.
1: (laughs) It's always good to double check. So, you know, I would say at the end of the day, like, get two or three different opinions, especially if you're in that much chronic pain. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, at the end of the day, if you still feel like the right option is to get your implants removed and you feel like this is definitely something that you have, fine. But I think what we're saying is, like, do your due diligence of continue to ask questions, continue to push doctors, continue to challenge them. um, Ask other people, like, listen... You know, some of these, like a lot of the symptoms that they're ex- like expressing, is a lot of autoimmune, and autoimmune can be really freaking tricky yeah. to diagnose, or um, anything
0: to do with thyroid too. Yeah, the thyroid, like if you have, because I have hyperthyroidism, and that affects a lot of things. Because, mm-hmm. well, your thyroid affects just about damn near everything. Yeah, literally everything. Like you can get hair loss because of that. Um, decreased appetite. Uh. Fatigue. increased increased heart rate fatigue um insomnia weight loss weight gain yeah so like there's all sorts of stuff that happens when it, if it's a hormone level issue so that's something that you have to get checked out too and i get a lot of this before way before the implant surgery but like i had i had to get so many blood tests mm-hmm. because of hyperthyroidism so like just just because you might have all these symptoms doesn't mean that that's necessarily just cross like cross all your T's dot all your I's like just do your research and I should note that like even though there were women that said they presented with um, symptoms of BII there are also a lot of women that that I know a lot personally that have the implants and don't have anything they're fine Right. And they've had the implants for quite a while,
1: what? years, what, ten, fifteen years. One, yeah. one I think, yeah.
0: And they they haven't like they're they're fine. So that's that's why I tend to think that it's kind of like a psychos- psychosomatic thing, right, with some of these women. Um, but I think there are some women that legitimately had issues. So um, I I I guess to sum all this up, I think that it should be looked into to see if it is legitimate. Um because there seem to be enough people coming forward saying that they have problems. And I think that, on the, on the other side of that, I think that there should be women that need to do a little bit more research, and they need to um, go to more than one doctor. Yep. Or any doctor. Because <laughs> I don't know if there were some women that did. I think they just got the implants, and they are like, I have all these symptoms." Yep. And then they just went immediately to explant, and they were like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are some people who say that like they got the, uh, they got the implants out in the next day.
1: Right. It's well, not, it's just like it's I just don't just think like it's how the it same works. Same thing with the antibiotics. My kid was fine until I got this uh, this vaccination. Like literally three days later, they were completely different. No, 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 no. no. Anyhoozle.
0: Yes. Um. Anyway, so we try to upload episodes every Wednesday at ten a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. If we. Can't keep to that schedule, we'll let you know. If we go on hiatus, we'll let you know. But we try to do that every Wednesday. And then we also, throughout the week on our social media pages, we try to upload things as well. So if you have any feedback for us, let us know in the comments down below. Uh, on YouTube, you can like and subscribe. On Facebook, you can like us on there. Like us on Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. So if you look up Glitter Budget or No I'm Just a Worm on any of those platforms, you will find us. Yeah. All right. Okay. So until next time, we love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.